Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. And we are happy that you could join us this morning as we discover and discuss God's Word together. But before we jump into the Word, let's take a moment to pray, shall we? Lord, we just thank you again for your abundance of grace and mercy and your kindness, Lord, your patience and your faithfulness, God, and your love most expressively given to us, Lord, in abounding measures and amounts, God. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit that you continually send to guide us and to teach us, Lord, to comfort us and cover us, God, and to be that partner, the one that walks alongside us, Lord, through the fire and through the smooth days, Lord. And we thank you for the blessings that you have given to this ministry and to our listeners, Lord, and that you're giving them peace of mind and clarity as they complete their activities of the day, Lord, whether they're going to school or they're working, God. And we just plead the blood of Jesus over their minds and their hearts, God, and over their feet and everything that they have, Lord, that you bless the works of their hands, Lord, and anything that they apply themselves to and task, whether it's homework, Lord, or it's work assignment god and that you just continue to make yourself manifest to them god as you have done with us so we thank you for it lord in jesus name amen amen Amen. good morning and welcome everybody we're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in romans and we are beginning chapter seven today so with that can i get a volunteer to read the first six verses please I will. All right, LaCharles. Or do you not know, brethren, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives? For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then if, while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. Adulteress it. Adulteress, yes. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law, so that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the laws, by the law, were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we are now we have been delivered from the law having died so that we were held by to what we were held by so that we, we should serve in the newness of the spirit and on the oldness of the letter hmm. there is a lot in there and I want to begin by opening the floor to each of you to first share first and foremost share with the Holy Spirit speaking ministering to you and also, not to exclude any questions that you have, right? Please ask them. That's how we learn. That's how we grow in the things of the Lord together. Okay? Yes, dear. So, who would like to begin? I will. All right, Charles. Okay. If you guys will flip to Matthew 19.
What verse? I'm going to read the first seven. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these sayings that he <coughs> departed from Galilee and came to the region of Judah beyond the Jordan. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came to him, testing him, and saying to him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? And he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God... Wait one second. Therefore what God has joined together, let not man separate. They said to him, Why then does, did Moses command us to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? Okay, though Paul in Romans, he was directly talking about marriage. I think Paul is also talking about here is that. Well, actually, before you, you explain, can you read verse 8 as well? Oh. Yes, I just have to get back there. Actually, read 8 and 9, please. Yes, Dad. Or I'll read it for you. Sorry. I'm there. Okay. He said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. While Paul in uh, Romans, he's specifically referring to marriage. I think he's also getting at here. Is that there's a reason for everything. Okay, I just have to remember what scripture. Mm. Oh, therefore, my brethren, you have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who is, who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. The law is just showing me that here, while Paul is specifically referring to marriage, he's also talking to about what we hold near and dear to our hearts and what we place great value on. Because in a typical relationship, the, your spouse is supposed to be the one, that, first of all, that the Lord dictates for you to have and tells you to go marry. And second of all, there should be love in a relationship. It should not just be, you look good, okay, goodbye. And so Paul is saying here is that, we are first married to sin, and that's something that we had passion for and wanted to go do. And, oh, man, it's so great. Like Mr. Dean says, in the moment, it does seem like fun. Like, it seems a lot more fun than trying to hold a knife to your belly and think, oh, man, I can just go do whatever I want. But Paul is saying here is that because we have done this, we have molded ourselves and become married to our sin. And it's now for us to part and diverge from that and become married to the Lord and doing as he tells us to do. And he brings up like the uh, law of the husband, meaning that if your husband's doing wrong, do not follow what he's saying. If he's saying clearly do sin, do not do it. That's not what Paul's saying. But he's saying that if it's in line with what the Holy Spirit is saying and what he tells you to do, then go along with it. And he's relaying it to how 
we are the bride of Christ. Jesus is the head. And he was a um, bridegroom. And it's saying that he has complete or should have complete authority over the body and does have it. And we should be willing to go and do as he tells us to do, not trying to rebel and do what we think is right in the moment. Mm. Okay. Anyone else? Well, you can go. Okay. Before you jump over there, I just want to back you up just a second with Charles. You said something about the the law of the husband. Is what I thought you said. Is that what you said? Yes, because I think that's how Paul phrased it. No, it's, it's the law to the husband. She's bound by the law to no, the husband, not the law says, of the husband. In oh, verse sorry. 2, it says, uh, release from the law of her husband. Of her husband. But yes, not, yes. the law is not, she's released by the law. Right. From her husband is what they're saying, not the law of the husband. Yes, I was just saying that the Lord, what he tells us to do becomes law. That's what we should use as an ordinance and continue to do so until he tells us to do something else. Well, you made a, you made a comment about, and if, she, if he's doing what the God says, it's okay, she can follow along with him. I just wanted to clarify, there is no law of the husband. There, there is, is none. Right, right. So the, you kind of implied that. I'm not sure. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just want to make sure nobody else got hung up on that, that that's not what this section is actually saying there so i i understood what you meant but i just didn't want it to no that's a good to go on because yes okay that's all and now Layla, you were gonna say you were gonna share something yes um verse six but now we have been delivered from the law having died to what we were held by so that we should serve in the newness of spirit and not in the oldness of letter so um little background when we become born again we are our spirit man is alive and awakened to the things of god and it wants to do the things of god but we still have that uh that soul your mind your will and emotions that want to do the things of the flesh and as you walk with god your job as in the the believer our our part is to buffet our flesh god can't do it for us dad you can't buffet my flesh for me but you can buffet me till i buffet my flesh and i (laughs) (laughs) there's truth in that yes yes i can i can help you in the process exactly but you cannot do it for me Mm -hmm. and and so when we that's the journey that we take so it's up to us to buffet our flesh and now when we were born again we had already made the decision that we weren't going to do those things anymore and so now we have to continue to walk in that decision it's not a one one time i said the words i'm done i can go sin and i'm still going to make it to heaven and you hear paul saying that he said um you you have been delivered from this law but the implied part is, and you still have to walk in that decision. You still have to put forth the effort to keep yourself clean. Even in the covenant of marriage, just because you said, I do at the altar, you still have to make the choice not to let your eyes make a deal with any other dude for women and for the males. Don't let your eyes make a deal with another uh, dude, right? Woman. And No. Oh, wait. No. Yeah, that's right. Woman. Sorry. Boys don't make the deal with the eyes for the women and women for the dudes you still have to walk and keep yourself clean it's not i said i do at the altar now i have my husband here and i'm gonna go fishing in the pot over here and so just the way that god puts these things together for our instruction is 
very unique and it's very well thought out because i i would not have thought of anything like this i would have thought oh okay i said i do lord i made you my lord and savior and here i go off on the same path i was before and without god and his wisdom and his mercy i would not be where i am today Mm. those are interesting interesting points um, I want to add to one thing though, right? And that's this. You mentioned about freedom from the law. Mm-hmm. And then you said what? That you still have to make the choice though. Okay. And there's one part in the middle. You are free from the law. And how are you freed? Be- because your old self died? Yes. And who set you free? Jesus. Okay. Christ. Christ set you free from the law of sin and death. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, as you just pointed out, promise. The old self is dead or should be dead to sin. Yes? yes. We are a new creature or new creation in Christ. Right? Yes. So, uh, just, and then, yes, as you pointed out, Leo. We have to choose or commit to progressing or moving forward in Christ and in the things of Christ, right? And we brought this up uh, in a previous um, episode, right, about how uh, relationships and they matter, right? And the relationships that matter to us, right, should be God first, right? And then, of course, our spouse or our family or, right, but then even our neighbors, right? I shouldn't want to do, to negatively impact that relationship in any way. So how do I do that? I I first do the things that are pleasing to my Heavenly Father. Yes? Yes. Yes. The things that matter. The things that aren't going to disappoint or make him sad with me. Yes? Yes. Yes? Okay. And because Christ is the head and I'm pleasing to him, then I can also progress and do the things that are pleasing to my spouse and pleasing to my family and don't create hurt, harm, discord, or negatively impact those relationships, right? Yes. Because my focus is on helping, first being pleasing to the Father, but then helping others grow and develop and move forward in the things of the Lord, being that epistle written and read by all men, and right? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Phrase another way, that's being a bondservant to Christ. To put it in a very simple or simplistic form, easy to understand by everyone. Yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'll pause there because I promise you something you wanted to share? Yes. All right. Well, please share it, sir. So, first, Lord, one brought me to... Verse 5 where it says, For for when we are in the flesh, the sinful passions, passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we, now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we, we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the le- letter. 
So the Lord showed me that how it's important for you to die in <coughs> die in the spirit because dead to the flesh. Yes, yeah, sorry. Alive in the spirit, dead to the flesh. Sorry. Dead to the flesh. And how it's important for that to happen because like what Mr. Dean said, if you if someone's dead and you know they like a certain meal and you bring it to their grave, they're not gonna eat it. And how it's important for our it's important for people to die to the flesh be, so that when the devil comes and says, Hey, what about this? I know you like to do this. Like something but, pertaining to Zen? Yes. Okay. It's you're not going Ooh, I really want to do that, then you go run off. You go, No, because I already the Lord because I'm dead to I'm dead to the flesh. And how pertaining to that Wait, back up. So it's important for one of the parties to it's important for you to die because if you're still living in flesh you can't be married to the Lord. It's gonna be Three people instead of two, which is how the rich is supposed to be. So that's why you have to die. And then the so, Lord. So the flesh has to die. Yes, the flesh has to die so the Lord could bring you to Himself so you're not. Well, because so, why? In the flesh, there is sin, right? Yes. And the sin separates us from God. Yes? Yes. It's very difficult to be married to someone if you're separated. Right? Yes. Clearly. If you are separated as a result of sin, it's very difficult to remain married or connected right, to that, that person. As yes. it pertains to the Lord, sin separates us from God. It's very difficult to be separated from the Lord, but also have a personal, deep, and intimate relationship with the Lord. Yes? Yes. Okay, does that, that help you a little bit? Yes. It sounded like you were getting a little um, tongue-tied there. Um, so yes, we have to, uh, which is why we have to remain clean or pure, holy before him, right? Yes. Yes. In order to do that, the flesh, as you were saying, has to die. All right, we have to remove or yes. uproot those things, sin, in our lives. That's the things that separate us from the Lord. Or that would negatively impact our relationship with him. Yes. Okay. And how the Lord brought an example with, let's say there's a whiteboard. And it's multicolored with markers. The Lord has to come and erase the markers off the whiteboard for it to be white. Mm. And that's how it works. You can't, the Lord just can't get a white marker and scribble over it. Over the multicolored other marker scratches, that means you'd still be unclean. There's still stuff underneath that that needs to be gotten rid of. Mm-hmm. Well, he washes us white as snow, yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And how do we know? But I'm going to tell you, it's evident through our fruit, right? So if we back yes, up a little bit to chapter 6, starting in verse 21, Paul asked the question, what fruit did you have then? Right? Yes. In verse 22, he says, having become slaves to God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. Right? Yes. But he first starts that verse 22 with, now having been set free from sin and having become slaves to God. You have your fruit to holiness. And even here in, in the first few verses of chapter 7, right? He mentions fruit in here multiple times. Especially verse 4. We should bear fruit to God. All right? As we were going over this, I was reminded of, of Luke 6. Um, starting in verse 43. All right, I'll just read that real quick talks about a tree being known by its fruit, right? It says, For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good fruit. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks now Charles you have brought up about Moses oh sorry Christ being questioned about the law and what's covered here right yes in in relationship to marriage right yes so on the law it was between a man and a woman but then Christ was also questioned, well, what about Moses? And he allowed the certificate of divorce, or under Moses, and under the law, he could present a certificate of divorce. And then Christ's response was what? Because of your stubbornness and hardness of your heart. And hearts. hardness of heart, which is what? It's a refusal to move forward in the command, the instruction, the law that the Lord is giving. Right? Yes. yes. But it also says an awful lot about, well, at the people there, right? But we can reflect in our own lives, our nature and our character. If we have stubbornness and hardness of heart, those are clearly not things of the Lord. But those are things that, back to Isaiah 58 and Isaiah 61, prevent us from clearly and accurately hearing the Lord through his Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to our lives. Yes? Yes. Yes. But then we also reap the fruit. So what is the fruit in our lives? Right? Yes. In verse 4, it says, um, sorry, in verse 3, if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law, so she is no adulteress, although she has married another man. Therefore, brethren, you have also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ that you may be married to another. And then more specifically, 
to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. And what did, what did that section of scripture also say that you pointed out, LaCharles? What the Lord put together, let no one separate. Yes? Yes. Okay. Well, the Lord is calling us to be put together with him as part of his body. Yes? Yes. And, and also is known as the bride of Christ. Yes. 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 So, then no, we shouldn't allow ourselves to be separated what, through sin or through the law because we are set free from that. Under the law is death. In Christ, there is freedom from sin, the law of sin and death and we are alive in Christ. Yes? Yes. yes. The Spirit is alive in Christ Jesus. Right? Yes. yes. Okay. So then, yes, the as you pointed out, promise, the flesh has to die. We are dead to the law of sin and death and of works of sin. Dead to sin, alive to Christ. Yes? Yes. yes. Okay. So then, as bondservants, we should be joined with him back to the relationship it first starts with the lord and you show what the greatest commandment is what love, love the lord, lord your god with all your heart, heart mind, soul and strength mind heart soul and strength and the second is like love your neighbor as yourself right yes, yes. okay so unto the lord i'm living a life of excellence of holiness of righteousness i can't do it of myself i can only do it through the lord working in and through me but i'm also being aware and cautious of i'll say my own flesh reigning and buffeting in like you pointed out Layla, so that i only do like christ right our pattern example only am doing the things that are pleasing to the father Right? That's what he said. I only yes. say the things he says. I only do the things he does because, and it's written in Isaiah, right? That he is delighted. Right? Mm-hmm. And, he, and he also says in scripture, I only do the things that are pleasing to him. So if it's not pleasing to the Father, then Jesus didn't have a place or room for it in his life. That is buffeting the flesh and why he could clearly and accurately hear what the father was saying. It mattered. And we, and we discussed this earlier in the week, right? About Christ maintained, it, it was ever so present in his mind and evidenced, or you saw the fruit of it in his life. His oneness with the father. The closeness that he had. I and the father are one. And yes, pattern example, is and was and is God. Yes? yes? Yes. But we are also joint heirs. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. Right? Yes. yes. Jesus gave us this same thing. We seated us in the heavenly places with him. Gave us the mind of Christ. We have these things now. 
And it goes back to what we were saying um, and discussing in a previous podcast about the liturgy in our lives, right? And yes, it's great to have friends and, and brothers and sisters in Christ that can help us and points, right? But at the end of the day, it's our walk with Christ. He's going to ask, ask us what we did. Did we do the things that are pleasing to him? Right? Yes. yes. My friends and brothers and sisters in Christ aren't going to be blamed for what I chose to do or not do. They can help. Absolutely. All right. And that's why I brought up Christ as a pattern example then. But it's not just him. What about Elijah? For years, he was by himself. He was, in, well, I'll say in hiding. By himself, but not by himself. He didn't have a, like Christ, right, who was teaching the disciples. He didn't have a, a Barnabas or a, right? He had himself and his closeness with the Father, his oneness. And many of the prophets walked in the same way. I brought up Elijah, right? It was there in hiding, but then the Lord provided a place with the widow of Zarephath, right? Yes. Okay. And, and you see that also throughout. What about Elisha after him? Yep. He, they both had, had servants. Elijah had Elisha, was trained him. Elisha had a servant as well. And he also was connected with the school of the prophets. Yes? Yes. Okay, but he was teaching, and he, right? Not saying that they didn't also speak into his life, and, and it's good to have that. But first and foremost, we have the Lord and the Holy Spirit to speak and to lead and to guide for our own life. And a lot of that dwells on that, or depends upon the Lord and our choice to be his bondservant, to be I'll say one in him, right? That close, personal, deep, intimate relationship with him. What matters to us? What's our preference? Right? And as we just covered in whether it was the scripture you brought up, Charles, on um, Jesus being questioned about the law of divorce, right? Or what we just read about the parable, or not parable, excuse me, but about the tree and its fruit. A tree is known by its fruit. What is our life producing? Is it glorifying the Father? Is it producing good fruit? Or is it condemning us? Is it convicting us of sin in areas in our life that aren't pleasing to the Father? That in fact are separating us from Him? Let's not remain there. Let's deal with those things in our life. Let's bring it before him. Right? Yes. And allow him to clean and purify us so we can be holy just as he is holy. And be righteous as he is righteous. We are the righteousness in Christ Jesus. Not of our own. In him. We have our life and our being. It matters. So let's bring it before him. Right? Just like we saw it right in verse 4. Married to another, to him, to Christ, who was raised from the dead. 
that we should bear fruit to God. And then in verse 5, he goes back and he says, while or when we were in the flesh, the things of the world, the sinful passions, which we talked about in Colossians and in Ephesians and in, in other places, right? Those things mattered. They were of importance or interest to us, right? We put value on them in doing them even though they were in opposition to the Lord. But in verse 6, he says, Now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve, and how should we serve? In the newness of the Spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter. And not in the oldness of the letter. There's, there's more to discuss on that. Um, so for those, that, um, we'll, we'll, we're going to, in the next episode, we're going to discuss that probably in more detail. But um, look at Hebrews uh, 9 and 10. Hebrews chapter 9 and Hebrews chapter 10 as a, I'll say, a preview of some of that, right? Because mm-hmm. it gives insight into what's being said here and throughout the rest of this chapter. Okay? Okay. So okay. we'll pause there for today and um, we'll continue to discuss and address this next time. All right? Okay. okay. Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? Yes. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for today and for the new life that you have given us, Lord, and the blessings and the eternal gift of your son and salvation that you have given to us, Lord. We thank you for calling us to be your sons and daughters and joint heirs with Christ, Lord, and being able to be reunited with you, Lord, like we once were in the beginning. And Lord, we just thank you for everything that you are doing, everything that you have been doing, Lord. And we thank you for your goodness and your character, Lord, and who you are, God, your majesty and your glory, Lord. And we ask that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. And we thank you for giving us our daily bread, Lord, for sustaining us, God, for providing for our every need, Lord. Those that are gathered in this room, Lord, and those that are listening, Lord, that you care for them and that you see them, God, and that you know and minister to them their needs. So we just thank you for that today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you all. So God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.